In December 1862, Northern and Southern troops faced off on the slopes of Marie's Heights in Fredericksburg, Virginia. The Union assault on the Confederate protected hill would ultimately amount to a suicide mission. Among the Northern troops was a unit called the Irish Brigade, known by the emerald green flag its soldiers would carry into battle. The brigade was formed at the beginning of the Civil War by Irish immigrants and Irish Americans eager to show their support for the Union cause. They hoped their patriotism would combat anti-Irish sentiment that was so prevalent at the time. That winter's day in Fredericksburg, the brigade's battle-worn emerald flag was actually up in New York, getting repaired. And so the Irish troops instead put sprigs of boxwood in their caps to identify their Irish heritage. The northern troops lost the battle, but in the years after the war, it was commonly said that no one showed more bravery in the face of certain death than the troops with the green in their hats. Back in 2014, I spoke with English professor Craig Warren about this mythic regiment. He said that this tale of Irish triumph hides a darker story. In fact, it was the low point in the war for most of Irish America. Uh, of the 1,200 soldiers who uh, took part in the battle, 545 were killed, wounded, or missing. Um, and because the brigade suffered such horrendous casualties and because so many people on the home front lost uh, loved ones uh, and neighbors, uh, it was ultimately one of the reasons that many Irish turned against the war. And uh, many Irish Americans decided that what had happened was that the Irish brigade had been uh, wantonly sacrificed during the battle by generals who saw them simply as cannon fodder. And that's because of their Irish heritage? That's just because they were seen as something less than full citizens? That's right. As a result, they just uh, decided the war had nothing, uh, there was nothing that would benefit them. Uh, the war effort wasn't bringing people around to see the Irish uh, as true Americans. Uh, and so they turned their backs on that war effort uh, and uh, decided that it was not worth investing for their time, energy, lives, and money into. And uh, it's not too much to say that you can draw a straight line between the Battle of Fredericksburg and the uh, New York City draft riots of 1863. Really? Most now, those of, happened in the summer of 1863, so that roughly six or seven months after the battle? That's correct. There were uh, mass riots uh, in the streets of New York. Uh, there was a, a mob of white protesters who uh, did a number of, of destructive things, uh, smashing buildings, um, finding African-American freedmen in the streets and uh, lynching a number of them. Uh, it took actually a detachment of soldiers from the Army of the Potomac uh, to come into the city and restore order. Uh, and at the end of this encounter, the vast majority of the rioters who were killed or were imprisoned were of Irish descent. Uh, and so this really was a black eye for uh, the Irish-American population during the war and convinced a number of other Americans uh, that, in fact, they were not loyal to the war effort. Now, I, I've seen um, references to the Irish Brigade uh, and the story of their heroism, I never see any reference to the draft riots or actually the response back home that you just described. So explain uh, how that got erased from history. What happened was, after the war, Irish uh, brigade veterans forged a remarkable body of literature 
that took the low point of the Irish Brigade's uh, history, uh, the Battle of Fredericksburg, when they, after which they effectively ceased to operate as a brigade, and transformed it into the brigade's most glorious moment. Uh, and they did this by publishing a series of memoirs uh, that championed the Irish soldier, that portrayed him in the best light possible, and which uh, showed his suffering and sacrifices uh, at such places as Antietam, and especially at Fredericksburg, as his ultimate uh, sacrifice on behalf of his American nation. Uh, and all of them wanted memory of Irish participation in the war to remember the Irish Brigade soldiers on the field, not rioting Irishmen back home in, in the city. And so they did everything they could to elevate and even mythologize uh, the Irish soldier during the Civil War. What do you mean elevate or mythologize? Do you have any examples? One of the emphases that we find in the memoirs of Irish Brigade veterans is the story of uh, the, the Irish Brigade encountering a, a full brigade of uh, Confederate Irish uh, who supposedly recognized their countrymen by those sprigs of boxwood in their caps and who, though reluctant, uh, uh, fired into those ranks standing by their Southern convictions. And that was enhanced and embellished in the post-war uh, memoirs uh, to be seen as this tragic, uh, poignant, ironic uh, conflict between Irishmen North and South. So uh, let me get this straight. Being loyal to the Confederacy proved that these Southern Irish soldiers were true Americans, even though they were fighting against America. That's right. How does that work? In the late 19th century, there is this move towards reconciliation. And uh, there became, over time, this understanding that as long as one had participated in the Civil War and uh, fought for one's uh, section and had stood up for one's beliefs, then that person had demonstrated their loyalty to the American experiment. Uh, and each were fought fighting for American ideals. Now, maybe for the Union, maybe for the Confederacy. But the idea was that to have participated in the war was what mattered. So, so in the mythology of what all of this meant, and, and, and again, we're looking back at this from roughly, let's say, the 1890s, what this was saying from the Irish perspective was, don't worry, we will be loyal to the ideals and the principles of America. We are not going to be just loyal to our fellow Irishmen. We're not going to participate in machine politics in the cities. We're not going to hire Irish over other ethnicities. Uh, we are capable as Irish of being loyal, in fact, dying for ideals and principles. Exactly. Yeah, the message was that contrary to pre-war beliefs that the Irish were not true Americans, that uh, they were interested only in the stake of uh, Ireland across the Atlantic, um, that instead these men were willing to fight and die for their adopted country uh, and for their homes, be it north or south, and that that was a stronger connection ultimately than the shared heritage. And do you think that these memoirs helped uh, with American acceptance of Irish immigrants in the late 19th century? 
I believe so. And uh, I think that their strategy worked. There was a, a wide-scale celebration of the Civil War veteran during the late 19th century and early 20th. And there was a receptive audience for stories about uh, soldiers in uniform and, and their adventures and achievements and sacrifices. And so this story uh, folds the Irish-American story into the larger story uh, that we so often hear about the Civil War, and that is that it was a brother's war. And uh, Irish memoirists stress this as a way to show that uh, they were as true Americans as any other citizens of the United States. Craig Warren is a professor of English at Penn State Erie. 